When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, it's David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one and only Miss Lacey Mark. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for chatting with us. What are you, what are you up to and what are you doing and where are you? Let's just start there. So uh, I'm in New York City. I haven't left um, I actually just started a new job. I work in digital marketing, um, like outside of Bachelor World. Um, so I actually just started a new job in tech. So I'm just working a lot and trying to stay safe, stay healthy and do it all. <laughs> I have been in New York basically this whole time as well. Where in the city are you? I'm in Midtown East. So I'm at okay. the in Lexington. So that's, it's like, I have friends that live in that area. I swear I'm, I'm in Chelsea. I think it's at least a little, it's not as desolate in your area as it is in Chelsea. I don't know why. <laughs> like the Upper East Side somehow is like the busiest part of all of New York now. Yeah. Where I am, it's very commercial. It's a lot. It's like bank country. All the banks are over here. It's all like your takeout lunch spots that close at seven because that's when like the bankers go home. So like, that's really the only hustle and bustle that's over here. There's not that many residential buildings, but um, like no one's left. I haven't seen anyone move out of my building. There's no vacancies. Like, oh, really? Over here. Yeah. So many people have moved out of my building. There's like, it's so quiet. 
I know that's what I was expecting because I left the city over the summer when things were like, you know, don't go outside. Yeah. Um, and my, because my parents are in New Jersey. So I stayed with my parents for a little. And then when I came back to the city, that's what I was expecting. I was expecting like ghost town. And I was like, oh, look, the guys are, the guys at Jeffrey's are still going to work and getting their salad at Sweet Green at 1 p.m. So <laughs> I think you like timed it right. You just missed like the worst part of it. Yeah. What, where in New Jersey are you from? My parents are from Montville. Okay. Um, which like for Bravo fans, that's where Teresa and Melissa are from, um, from New Jersey Housewives. So they still live there. I grew up there. I went to Montville High School. So did my older sister. Um, and it's great. It's like a, it's like your average textbook North Jersey suburb. The real <laughs> question is where is Melissa going to move now? I mean, the rumor is she wants to go to Franklin Lakes, but I didn't. I'm that's not from a reliable source, but that's it what people are saying. Me. Honestly, I, I asked my mom because I was curious because I actually saw on Instagram that her house had just sold and it's, it's the most beautiful house. It's in such a nice part of town. Um, but I asked my mom, I was like, have you heard anything? Like, I know like some of your friends are realtors and like you kind of are all the same age. Like, have you heard anything? And she's like, no, we don't know. Really? Well, I wonder if Teresa's house is going to sell. I mean, it's a certain acquired taste. No offense to <laughs> Teresa, but... I think someone's going to do some work in there. Do you, do you ever, I mean, cause I'm friends with a lot of them. Do you ever like yeah. run into any of the New Jersey girls when you're there? Um, we used to like back when it first started and Melissa and Teresa were more around, we would see them in town, but like Montville is very like, there's nothing in it. So it's not like there's a town center where you could run into someone. Right, it doesn't have like that cute little like a, like a Montclair yes, or something. Exactly. So like, there's there used to be like one clothing store, the only clothing store in town, and like every now and then maybe you could catch Teresa in there, but other than that, like, not really. That makes sense. I mean, I wonder where Teresa will move to, but rumor is Melissa's heading to Franklin Lakes, and that is not confirmed. So <laughs> when you when you applied for the Bachelor, did you live in New York then too? Like you were already living in the city. Yeah, I applied when I was 24. So kind of the, the journey that led me to The Bachelor. Um, I went to Syracuse for college. Okay. Um, when I graduated, I moved to the city. Um, like everyone else who went to Syracuse, Michigan, or Penn State does. <laughs> Pretty much. And yep. like, I mean, not to stereotype, I'm from Connecticut, but like there's a lot of New York, Long Island, New Jersey girls or Absolutely. boys that go to Syracuse. Like it's just one of those schools. No, hundred percent correct. And even like when I moved to the city, it was like being back in college. It was like everyone from my sorority, everyone from my fraternity, we all lived within a few blocks of each other. We were all like still going out to like penny farthing and blacking out until 6am. Like that's what, that's what you did. That's like exactly. natural progression. Um, so that's what I did. And then when I was 24, I was dating someone that I met on a dating app and he was in law school in Boston. So we were doing long distance, but I mean, Boston to New York is not bad. Um, and we got a fight about something like, it must've been so stupid because I don't even remember what it was, but we got in a fight about something ridiculous and to piss him off, I applied to The Bachelor. Really? And, yep. I put his email address in on the confirmation and everything. I did not want to be on the show. I just wanted the, like, thanks for your application to go to his email inbox. That's all Interesting. I <laughs> Just to be like, fuck you and I can do whatever I want. By the way, love all my listeners. I have a listener who reached out recently to say she loves me and loves the show, but could I please stop using foul language? And I mean, 
I can't. But if I could, <laughs> but if I could, I would. And I still love her. And she said it hurts her old lady ears. And she didn't even look that old. So there's my shout out to her. But go on. But we're going to, I use bad language. I'm from on. New Jersey, so it's going to happen. That was my answer to her. I'm like, <laughs> I'm from New York. There's nothing I can do. So you can say whatever you want. I'm just shouting it <laughs> out because I read that today. Good to okay, know. So go on. Um, no. So I ended up having a typo in his email address and it went into no man's land. Um, but again, not trying to get on the show. It didn't matter. So I then had to like tell him what I did, which was a very uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> how did you, were you just like waiting for him to bring it up? Like, how'd you realize yeah. it when it said no man land? Like it just I eventually. I was waiting for him to say something and he didn't say anything. And I'm like, this is weird. So I was, I texted him. I was like, I have a question. Did you get an email like from the bachelor? He was like, why would I get an email from the bachelor? And I was like, crap. Uh, <laughs> I did this to piss you off when we were fighting the other day and I had it sent to your email hoping you would see it and you texted me about it and he got hysterical. He's like, why would you think to do that? Like, like who, who thinks that way? I'm like, I, I don't. Seriously, like out of all <laughs> the things you could do to get back at someone, I wouldn't think like, let me go and apply for this dating okay, show. Bachelor. Yep. Uh, we ended up breaking up for other reasons. Um, and the show obviously didn't cast me. It was like way past the, the cutoff. But they keep you on file, I guess, if they like what they so see. So you obviously re Oh, so you like, I got it. So you applied to the right email. You just didn't apply to that. But they just, they figured out a way to get in touch with you because you had your phone number or something on there. Yep, they had my cell number. These are the details that I need. Because I'm like, how would they get in touch <laughs> with you? But I'm like, okay. So they had a way of getting in touch with you. Okay, so like. Yeah, so like a year and a half later, um, I'm at work like in Fidei downtown. Um, and my phone keeps going off. I had like four missed calls from an LA number. And I'm like, I don't know anyone in LA. And people I know in LA, I have their numbers. So this is clearly spam. And there were two voicemails with these four calls. So I was like, let me just like step out and see what's going on. So I checked the voicemail and they're like, hey, this is ABC. We've been trying to get in touch with you. Please let us know if we have the, the right phone number. Call us back. And I called them back and I was like, hi, like what's up? And they were like, are you still single and interested in being on the show? I was like, I was never... <laughs> single nor interested in being on this show but um let let's talk I'm interested to hear what you have to say um so from there I just kind of went through the motions of the casting process and then you got in to the show yeah I don't know why I think because I didn't care at all through any round of casting I treated everything like it was a sick and twisted joke because I'm like what do they want with me I don't have an interesting story I don't have like like, like I grew up with very, very loving parents. I am lucky. Like I, I don't really have like a story that you can like exploit. Like I don't understand why you're interested in me. And I think it's the whole like, you know, when you're like interested in a guy, so you don't show that you're interested and it right. makes them more interested. When you were going through all the pro rounds, like did they try like to, I mean, like, did they want to know? Did they like look for like, you know, are your parents like divorced and he like, did they look for like you to have some backstory? Yeah. And I think most people are willing to share because they want to get on the show. That's yeah. like, that's their end goal. For me, I was like, Hey, this is boring. Like, let's make it more fun. Like let's do Jersey boys karaoke. And like, that was my, that was actually my screen camera test because I made one of the producers um, sing Frankie Valley with me and like do a choreographed dance. Cause I didn't care. I was just having fun. I was like, Hey, you know what? They're going to fly me out to LA. Cool. Free trip to LA. I have no interest in doing this. And then they actually picked me and I was like, Oh shit. 
actually maybe. <laughs> Did that all happen? Like, cause I've heard like so many different stories from so many different people and I've been involved with like so many different reality shows in my own life. Well, first of all, when the phone is buzzing, yeah, like they could literally ignore you for like five years. Like when they want you, the phone buzzes like every five minutes as if it's yep. your mother that calls you every day. Mm-hmm. As if you're just supposed to pick up every time you see like a 310 area code. Yeah. Been there. So I get that. But then like with the whole process, like did it move really fast for you? Oh my God, it's almost Valentine's Day. To help make the day extra special for that extra special someone in your life, head on over to adamandeve.com. When you go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item, you'll get it at 50% off. But since you guys are all my Valentines, I have something even better. At checkout, use the exclusive code ROPE. R-O-P-E. And when you use that, not only do you get 50% off that one item, you'll also get 10 tantalizing free items. First, for your viewing pleasure, you get six free movies. Then you get a free mystery pack that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, free shipping. Yeah, all that, six free movies, a mystery pack with an item for him, special toy for her, something you'll both enjoy, and free shipping. So head on over to adamandeve.com and make sure upon checkout to use the code ROPE, R-O-P-E, because without it, you're not going to get all that free Valentine stuff. That's ROPE at adamandeve.com. Check this out, and when you guys enjoy what is sent to you, and you have a great Valentine's Day, well, you can thank me later. Or- Super fast because they skipped me some rounds. So after I finally picked up their phone call, um, they were like, we need you to make like a home video, which is like what they make everybody do. And I was like, I really don't want to. Do I have to? <laughs> like, I, have, I really just don't want to. And they're like, just, we're going to send you a list of questions. Just even if you do it selfie style, just film yourself answering them. And I was like, well, that's not fun. So I invited two of my guy friends over. We got completely wasted. I actually threw out the question list that they gave me and filmed myself, or they filmed me just rapid firing 20 questions. So my home video was like these two drunk dudes saying like, how many dick pics do you get in a week? And like ridiculous questions. And I was kind of just going with it as I was having fun. That's so when funny. I, I submitted it and they called me back like 15 minutes later. They're like, when can you come out to LA? <laughs> so then like you flew out to LA. So like at what point did you want to go on the show? You know what I mean? Like through all of this. I didn't the entire time. <laughs> even really? Filming, even like sitting next to Nick Vial, I'm like, this guy's not my husband. What am I doing here? Really? So like even when you were chosen and they're like, you're going, you still were just like, whatever. I was like, cool, I'll go. They picked me. Why not? Like how often would this opportunity fall into your lap? Totally. Um, and it ended up being pretty convenient with work because the company that I was working for at the time was actually going out of business. Um, so I was leaving them in September and filming started in September. So I was like, maybe I should just go and do this. And like, obviously I didn't make it very far. I made it like two rose ceremonies in and then Bachelor in Paradise happened. But um, even while I was there, like getting to know the girls, getting to know Nick for all of like two and a half minutes, like I was like, this is not my scene and I'm not going to try and make it my scene. 
did you like did your parents or your friends or anything be like this is insane or were your parents like go like we want you to get married none of us had any idea what i was getting myself into because none of us were fans of the show like you know did you watch it at all i had watched one season um i had watched ben higgins season um and not not even like like religiously only my roommate used to watch it so it would just be on in the living room so I'd be like in and out doing my thing. Maybe I'd watch an episode or two like here and there with her, but I wasn't like a fan of the show. So I really had like no context as to what I was getting myself into. I wasn't like following any of them on Instagram or on Twitter or like anything really. Wow. And then, <laughs> so when you got there, you like, okay, so you were sequestered and all that. Mm-hmm. And then the limo comes to pick you up, right? Is that really how it is? Or am I just making it like you're alone in the hotel, can't speak to anyone? I mean, like there's other contestants in the hotel, right? We're not allowed to talk to them though. Everybody yeah. is completely separated. Everybody's schedules are perfectly aligned so that nobody will run into anybody. You are like, it's pretty similar actually to how they're doing it now in quarantine. Everybody is alone. And like we get a producer assigned to us and that producer will check on us a few times a day. But like, you're alone locked in your hotel room until they come to get you for something. Right. I was in the mix for The Apprentice before it was celebrated, like way back, same thing. I mean, you ran into people more or less like when you went to eat, but yeah, like you couldn't speak to anyone. And if you did, you were sent home. Like Yeah, like we weren't, we're not allowed to leave. Like your food gets brought to you. Oh, wow. That's even stricter. You're stuck in there, like whether you like it or not. Could you have a phone or? No, no phones, no laptops, no internet, no contact to the outside world at all. That was like this. Cause I mean, if you could have a phone, like you're like, all right, I mean, what's the difference? But so what'd you do all day? You just. Stared at the wall. Yeah. Like I just, <laughs> I just brought books and I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. Watched a lot of TV. <laughs> so when you were in the limo, so like, did you, so did you know Nick? Like, did you know who Nick Vial was before? before you got out of the limo, like having never watched it? Like, and did you know he kind was going to be your bachelor? I watched his season of Bachelor in Paradise. I heard I forgot to mention that. Okay. Um, I watched his season of Bachelor in Paradise and they did a pretty good job on his season of VIP of like recapping his whole story. So like I had an idea, um, but like they told us that the bachelor was going to be, I mean, I'm sure they told everybody something different, but they told me that the bachelor was going to be Luke. Um, so I was like, okay, I don't think we would have anything in common with him, but I'll still come. And then the day that they were like, we're sending you their, your contract, they were like, by the way, the voucher is actually Nick Vial. And I was like, oh, Interesting. okay, I don't think I'll have anything in common with him, but I'll come anyway. <laughs> I wonder if it was like some change or just they tell you, probably just tell you to throw you off. I, I think assume. they tell everybody something different because like probably. some people were told that it was Chase. Some people were told that it was Robbie. I don't know how many people they told it was Luke, but I was one of them. Um, so. So when you found out it was Nick, you had no like, oh my God, this could be my husband. No, it was just like, all right, I'm going, but I don't think so. I was like, I mean, that's not what I told production. But <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I told my, like, at that point, I was like, oh, cool. Like maybe we'll hit it off and this will be great. And in my head, I'm like, I'm like 10 years younger than him. What are we going to have in common? <laughs> and like when you got there and got out of the limo, like, I mean, I know you were there for like a short period of time, but like nothing changed. Like you didn't say, oh. It, well, he's super attractive in person. He is like the that doesn't shock gorgeous me. in person. That gorgeous. doesn't shock me. Um, 
And I also like my entrance was unconventional because I didn't, so I didn't go in the limo with any of the girls because I was on the camel. So like, right. I, and I entered alone, like completely alone. Whereas like these girls, they pack them like 10 into the limo at once. Yeah. And like, they're stuck in there probably for like 30, 40 minutes before they actually start exiting. So they can start to get to know each other, start to feel each other out. I didn't have that because of how I entered. So like when I got off the camel and got into the house, everybody already knew each other for like a few hours, but everybody already knew each other from the limos and I didn't. So I walked in and everyone was just kind of like, oh, hi. Like all that mean girl stuff that's going on in this current season, it happens in every season. You just don't see it. That I believe. Yeah. So right. So when you got into the house, were you just like, you know, okay, I came for this experience. Nick is really hot, but you're like, oh shit, I have to deal with like all these women now. Like this is real. I mean, like yeah. you may not have been there for love, but these bitches would have cut you. Basically, <laughs> basically. I walked in and I think I was most intimidated that at like how pretty everybody was. Cause I'm like, I'm like a, a regular average normal girl who grew up in New Jersey, lives in the city, is living paycheck to paycheck, like just trying to pay my rent because the rent in New York is too damn high. And like, I walk into this house and like, I, I see Whitney Fransway, who's a runway model and is like six feet tall and is dropped out gorgeous. And then like Danielle Lombard walks in in this like really sexy black gown. And I'm like, oh, I wish I wore a sexy black gown. Like she's gorgeous. And I'm like, why do they want me here? I'm not like any of these people. <laughs> I think you're just as pretty as all of them. I, I, oh, really. <laughs> so, right. So, I mean, so when you were filming, like, is there a lot of downtime? Like, is there a lot of time of like, okay, you know, like if someone goes like on a group date, like when you're like, are you just allowed to just hang out with these girls? Yeah. It's all downtime. If you're not on a date, it's like, like too much downtime. That's what I'm I would sure. think. That's how everybody gets themselves into trouble. But it's like, you, they get you up super, super early. You don't sleep a lot because they need as much footage as they can get. So they get you up super early. Like you do your hair, do your makeup, you get dressed, you go downstairs, you're mic'd up. So you're mic'd up and ready to go for the day by like 7 a.m. Um, and then whatever dates are happening, get announced. And then if you're not on any of the dates, you're just like sitting around in the house with your microphone on, like cake faced and makeup in the hot LA sun. <laughs> Were you upset like when you got eliminated just for whatever reason? So I wasn't because there's, so there's a, an out clause basically in our contract where it right. says like, you can leave at any point whenever you want, no questions asked. You just have to ask, um, obviously in more legal terms, but that's the gist of it. So the night of the cocktail party that I got sent home, I was like, not really, I was like, I'm not interested in Nick. And if I'm not interested in Nick, like I, I'm not trying to be an influencer. I don't need to be here. So I pulled one of the producers aside. I was like, can I go home? <laughs> I was like, I think like, I don't, I don't really like Nick. I don't think Nick really likes me. Like I'm starting to see some house like girl politics form and I don't want to be a part of it. Like, can I just go home? And they were like, do us a favor. I'm like, what? They're like, you're getting eliminated tonight. Can you just stay so we can film you get eliminated instead of having to create a whole nother storyline of you quitting? I was like, yes, that's fine. So I stayed for the rose ceremony where I got eliminated and then I left. So, like, the producers know who's getting eliminated, obviously. Yeah. Interesting. To an extent, but yeah. Well, it's also interesting because it could have gone both ways. They could have said to you, oh, come on, let's... I mean, they could have used it. Yeah, they could have said, Nick really likes you, please stay. 
or like, why don't you go talk to Nick about it and see what he has to say? Right. But I think they were equally as uninterested in having me continue because I like kind of served my purpose at that point. Like I was kind of like filler cast. Right. Um, I wasn't like a big personality that they were storyboarding. So I served my purpose and I was like, okay, I'm done here. I'm going to go home. And they were like, cool, let's just, you know, can we do it our way? <laughs> Right, because I was going to say, if you were other people, and we'll get into this season, like if you were like a Victoria, say, from mm-hmm. this season, they wouldn't, I don't think, say, just go get eliminated. They would be like, really? You want to go home? Why are you telling us? Go and find Matt and go tell him. Exactly. They were, I think they were like, could pick up what I was putting down and it was all good. Do you really feel like when you were there that you were there for like filler cast? Absolutely. There's like, like you s- kind of felt that way. Absolutely. There was like a lot of interviews that I wasn't, in on um they never really like focused on me at all and like there were times where I did have alone time with Nick albeit like again two and a half minutes but there were times where I had alone time with Nick where like it wasn't even filmed so I was like oh. wow hmm. <laughs> so then you got eliminated which now we know you wanted to go home anyway so you didn't really have any like I'm upset no and they did an exit interview and they were desperately trying to get me to cry I was like it's not going to happen. I was like, I really don't care that I'm leaving right now. <laughs> Did they try to create like any drama when you were there? Like just kind of like, I mean, I know you weren't there that long. So like, maybe you don't know, but I would imagine as the weeks go on, I mean, listen, I think there's enough drama between these women anyway, because they really are there mostly for love, which we'll get into. Uh. <laughs> but like, did they try to create drama with you of like, you know, go or, or you saw it with other people like, oh, you know, she's your competition or you didn't really see any of that. Well, so I went on one group date that was the date was actually most literally built around my own insecurities. So that time period where you're in the hotel alone and the producers are coming to check on you, the producers are getting to know you. AKA yeah. are like trying to find little like nuggets and things that they can use against you or for you at some point throughout your journey. And I think I had mentioned at one point, I mean, I know I mentioned at one point, I just don't know when, um, that a lot of my friends are married and like, you know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. So they put me on this date where I had to be Danielle Lombard's bridesmaid where she got to marry Nick. And like they, everyone was like grouped off. It was a big date. There was like 15 of us. Um, and I, and like everybody was partnered. So like, Raven and Jasmine were bridesmaid, an 80s bridesmaid for Vanessa, who was the bride. Like they split split everybody up. So I was like this traditional bridesmaid, which is so not my style. If you couldn't tell, I've got like punk rock albums behind me. I love it though. (laughs) And like I was in this, like I'm so sad that like so much purple satin had to die for me to wear this dress. They put me in the ugliest purple bridesmaid's dress, like this heinous, heinous ponytail. And I had to like be Danielle's bridesmaid while she married Nick and like these are the things that they do they get to know your nuances so that they can use them like on Bachelor in Paradise I told them I was afraid of horses so they made me go on a horseback riding date to see if I freaked out because if I freaked out that's good TV so it's like wait I have another question is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day. That causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, 
I turned to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who's a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues, anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much, it has caused me some issues and better help really is a lifesaver. Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvetrope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvetrope. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Velvet Rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me. Let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me. So like as far as drama goes, there's that aspect. And then that was the date actually where Corinne took her top off and got naked in the pool, which a producer told her to do. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So like they, they stir it up as best they can. Did you ever, I mean, I doubt you're going to say yes. Did you ever watch the show Unreal with Constance Zimmer? It was a scripted no. show. It was on Lifetime. I mean, you know, it wasn't trying to be based on The Bachelor. It was based on The Bachelor in theory. Yeah. It was literally how they were just these evil producers who like <laughs> literally, I mean, okay, it was scripted. Like there was a death. There was like a board. Like they were just covering up everything. It was just like... <laughs> Just curious if you saw that. No, but like the thing is you always have the opportunity to say no. Like if they said to Corinne, like, ooh, you should take your top off and like stir up whatever. She could say no. I've said no to producers. I've said no to other contestants. Like there's no rule that says you have to say yes when you get interrupted. So like one of the girls, Haley, interrupted me when I was with Nick and she's like, can I steal him? And I was like, no, come back in five minutes. Like you have, you have full control over your actions. You don't have to listen to them. However, they will do their best to guide you in a certain direction. And I wonder if you're not listening to them, if you are then punished accordingly, you know, not outwardly, but with things like riding a horse or 
you know, whatever. Like I would just assume as like the weeks go on, like they would punish people that were not behaving. I don't know. That's what I think. That's where my mind goes. And my mind goes too with like, if you're not making good TV, they, they just try to push you in that direction of going home. Yeah. So how long after that did you get like Bachelor in Paradise? Like when did that come along? It's interesting. Because I mean, here you are, you want to go home. They're like, go right ahead, sweetie. And now you would think they would say, why do we want anything to do with you? Have a nice life, I would assume. So you would think. um, I would think. (laughs) You would think. You're probably right. However, um, shortly after that, I started dating someone from the franchise, um, Daniel McGuire. Right. And producers knew about it they knew how the relationship was progressing and like I was still cl- very close with one of the producers so like we would check in she'd be like oh my god how's it going with Daniel blah blah um so they approached us and they were like you guys there like you're already together maybe you'll get engaged you'll get the diamond for free and the way it was kind of presented to me was Daniel's in Canada I'm in New York you could use, and it, it made perfect sense. They were like, you could use Bachelor in Paradise to see what it's like living together, to see if you want to make that like cross-country decision. That um, makes sense. It did make sense. So I was like, all right, like I'm in. And Daniel's like, he's a fame whore. So he's like, of course I'm in. So that's how we got like picked up for Bachelor in Paradise. It wasn't like, uh, they didn't call me and say, oh my God, you make such, like you make great TV. We miss you. We need you on Bachelor in Paradise. Like I'm sure that's how the conversation went with like Alexis Waters. Whereas like my conversation is like, hey, we know you're already dating someone from the franchise. So to us, that means we'll get a success story out of you. Do the two of you want to do Bachelor in Paradise together? How did you start dating him? Like, did he reach out to you after you were on the show? We met um, at Vinny from the franchise. We met at Vinny's birthday party in the city. I had, it was right after I had got sent home from Nick's season. Vinny reached out and he was like, hey, like, I know you're, like, on the new cast and you're probably home. Like, I'm ha- I know you live in the city. I'm having a birthday party. Like, on the Upper East Side, you should come. Like, I'll introduce you to everybody. And, like, it was actually really quite nice. Um, the power I, I, of Bachelor Nation. It's a cult. He was like, I'll introduce you to, like, to Izzy, like, to everybody who lived in New York at the time was going. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I went, um, and Daniel was there, and we met, and we just hit it off. Wow. And then, so how was Bachelor? I mean, were you, so did you, you didn't really, you watched one season of Bachelor of Paradise before you went. Yeah. Were you shocked? I mean, it's, I don't know. I say it's psychological warfare. Like there's <laughs> so much, I mean, which is what makes it a great show. Like there's so much going on. It's an absolute free for all. There are no rules. The producers don't have to do anything sneaky because just by the essence of what the show is, people are doing dumb shit all the time. So like they don't really have to try very hard to like to mess with 30 young drunk single people who are all hooking up with each other. (laughs) Right. And there's just the way that somebody new is coming and they're so, I mean, it really is a great show. There's so much to it. Like you could be playing someone, they could be playing you. It's so much. Yeah. I mean, for me, they kind of didn't mess with me too much because my grandfather passed away in the beginning of filming. So I had to leave. I left um, and came back to Queens for the funeral and then flew back for filming once the shutdown had reopened. Um, so they weren't like trying to, to fuck with me that badly because I was already like, it probably would have been a bad look for them too. <laughs> Were you shocked when Nick 
chose Vanessa? So, like, did you watch it? Did you go home and watch it? I did watch it. I didn't get to know her that well, so I can't really say. All the other girls who were there for much longer said it was completely obvious that they knew from the very, like, they knew that he was going to pick Vanessa. From speaking to other people that have been on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, so far, everyone has said it's so obvious when you're there. Well, it's also obvious, like, who's going to, like, who's going to make it far and who's not because like producers obviously pick favorites and they're not shy about it. Um, So it's really easy to tell, like if you're getting no attention from a producer, you're probably going home. And it's not, I mean, it it is, it's obvious to us, I think as the audience, but not really like we're surprised a lot of the time. Because you guys are only seeing bits and pieces of different different conversations that have been Frankensteined together. (laughs) And they also want to make it, you know, there's definitely some misleading. Like, let's give this person, like, some amazing airtime and, you know, mislead everyone. Yeah. Have you watched, like, now... I mean, I know you're watching this season and we'll get into it. Do you watch... Did you watch then after, like, Bachelor Nation? Like, did you then say, okay, I'm part of this world. Like, let me start watching. It's okay no, if you don't. Not really. <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise, I watch. I think, honestly, I had a great time filming it. I mean, my experience was just okay, but I still, like, I wouldn't take it back at all. And, like, the only reason it was only just okay was because Daniel's a complete piece of shit, not because of production or anything like that. Right. Um, so I still watch, and I do keep up as best I can with some of the other shows, but, like, there are so many of them, and I'm so busy. I, like, can't, I can't keep up. Do you watch any reality TV or any TV? You don't have to. I'm just curious. So TV, I watch a ton of, like, basic cable. I'm the worst. (laughs) So you don't have, like, you know, like, okay, Grey's Anatomy or, like, Emily in Paris. Like, you don't have any, like, shows that you just loved, which is okay. I love Law & Order SVU. I think I've seen every single episode. Really? Okay. I actually caught them filming an episode outside of my office last March, and, like, I met Ice-T, and, like, I had a panic attack. I was like, oh, my God. Um, Ice-T is a good one. Diehard SVU fan. Um, I've been, <laughs> I'm so lame. I started watching the West Wing and I just finished it. Um, and it's, it's old, but it's amazing. I'm you like, like of it. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I love Rob Lowe and <laughs> it was a critic, a critically acclaimed show for many years. So, uh, the yeah. joke's on me <laughs> and I've seen SVU. I just never, I never got into it. So you don't watch like the housewives or any of that stuff. I don't, but my mom does. So, like, sometimes I'll be home hanging out with her, and she'll be like, you can only hang out on the couch with me if we watch The Housewives of New York. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> Does she watch The Bachelor? Like, I mean, she must no. watch it when you were on it. When I was on it. My family watched it when I was on it, but that's, like, pretty much it. What about, I mean, do you have any thoughts on Claire and Dale? I mean, were you, like, I don't know if you watched last season. I know you're watching this season. When, like, did you watch last season when Claire blew it I up? I up with it, yeah. Um... I I mean, I have my own thoughts, but I'm curious as to what yours are having been there. I just like, Claire repeated a lot of the same mistakes. Um, like she got engaged to Benoit after knowing him a week. She repeated a lot of the same mistakes. So I'd be curious to know if she had the same producers for each season um, or if that's a decision she actually made herself. I'm just wondering because it's like, it's too similar. She's one of my less favorite bachelorettes <laughs> it has nothing to do with the fact that she left or anything like that it doesn't really bother me i just i couldn't get into her for some reason there's something about her i also get her. really upset too like 
and this argument could have been made for Nick, and I think I've made it before. I get really upset when all these people get a million chances. Like, what about someone like me who hasn't had that many chances? Maybe give, like, someone who's not a fame whore the opportunity to, like, actually use your system and see if it works. Instead of these people who have, like, been on five different seasons and have gotten engaged on your show three different times, like, it gets exhausting. Although Claire, I think, probably really wanted love, right? I mean, she seemed to. I think she did. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I could have told you she wouldn't have found it there, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, do you think, I mean, look, it's worked. I mean, it's worked for the first Bachelorette. Trista and Ryan are still together. I sure. mean, do you think it's, but just having gone through the process, it's the likelihood is just not there. No, and I think it's because of social media. I think if you look at the older couples, like your Sean and Catherine's, um, like um, Desiree and Chris, like these are all success stories that happened before social media blew up and before you could really get that like virality and like millions and millions of followers out of The Bachelor. And I think that's why it was so successful because it was more authentic and it was really easier to tell, like I hate to say this, I'll use air quotes, like if you're here for the right reasons. Like now everybody just wants to, like, Kit is 21 years old. Her mother is a famous New York fashion designer. You think she wants to marry Matt? No. She just wants to continue her socialite-ness. Like it's, and production doesn't really care. I'm sure production knows all this ahead of time, but as long as they can make good TV. Well, that's, yes, that's something I talk about all the time. Like, do you think, I mean, so, I mean, first of all, social media, it sounds like you think has changed this show. A hundred percent. And I mean, like, are people there for the right reasons? I've talked about this with three, four, five other people in the past week. The episodes are not out yet, but <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. Like whatever you do in the world, you are going to get a lot of social media followers by going on The Bachelor, period. End of story. Mm-hmm. The longer you're there, the more you mean to tell me when this is over, something isn't waiting around the corner for Victoria. I don't know if it's good or bad. I'm not saying it's going to last forever. It won't. But I mean, okay, like Victoria, you mean to tell me she's there for love? No, absolutely not. No. I saw saw someone tweet. I can't remember who it was. I saw someone tweet that um, they think she's a paid planted actor. And I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Interesting. So, right. So, I mean... I agree with you. Like you think most people go on for the the social, the fame. Yeah. And it's just like an added bonus. If you happen to get along with the lead, there are so many girls from my season. I won't name names, but there are so many girls from my season who are like, I'm doing this so that I can like grow my business or I'm doing this because like I want to model or I'm doing this because I want to act. And I'm like, poor Nick, you're robbing him of a 10th chance at a wife. (laughs) Kind of. And I mean, like, right, if you're the bachelor or the bachelorette, then we're talking like you could be on your way to dancing with the stars. And then whether you win or not, that's, I mean, everyone gets a different amount of money, but you get a decent paycheck in your bank just for stepping foot on the dance floor, even if you're the first one gone. Yep, absolutely. So then, I mean, you look at all the people that then have been like, what happened to your other career? Like all of a sudden, everyone wants to go into media and entertainment, which who wouldn't, I guess, but it's like a real career. Like you actually have to work. Yep. So and I uh, wonder too, like, I would agree. And everybody too, it's like, I always really, this is going to sound strange, but I always really respect the contestants who have a lot of friends outside of this world from before they were on the show. Because what happens is like, 
specifically from my season, again, I won't name names, but specifically from my season, it's like all these girls went on the show, became best friends with each other, ditched all of their friends and are now just a bunch of influencers. Like it's that this is what the bachelor breeds. Right. And I imagine it's that like strength in numbers, like, oh my God, if four of us are at dinner or standing at the bar, if people are going to go crazy. Yeah. More so. It's really clicky. It gets really clicky. Like, um, I was probably the only, I think I was the only unknown on my season of paradise. So when I came in, I didn't really know anyone. Um, I knew like a couple of the guys through Vinny because I had formed a friendship with Vinny via Daniel. So I knew like some of the guys that were there when I got there, but a lot of the girls were, I was, I had only known them for like the two weeks that I was on the show with Nick. So I didn't know them that well. And they were all like butt buddies, like best friends, like loved each other or whatever. And were not accepting of new people at all. It was kind of like what you're seeing going on now on that season. Like they had no interest in like accepting me into their group of friends or like pretty much even tolerating me. And I was like very alone for a little bit until Daniel showed up. Did you ever feel like bullied like by them while filming, I guess? I never felt bullied unless you can lump like alienating someone in with bullying. Um, I mean, you could. They just went out of their way to make sure that I was not part of their circle and that I knew it. But they didn't like specifically attack me with the exception of like, there's a few scenes that aired where like Dominique is calling me a weirdo and Raven saying like, no guy wants to go on a date with me because I'm weird. Like, okay, fine. I'd rather be weird and be a little bit different than be like every single one of you. Totally. I just don't, I mean, listen, I don't agree, disagree with anything you're saying. I think that most people go on there for social media followers. I will say that all day. It's just like, I mean, how can I say this? Like, this isn't like an insult to you, but like, (laughs) I mean, yeah, if you're like Tyler Cameron or Trista, like if you are the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, it's one thing. Otherwise, I mean, I'm powered a Bachelor Nation. I'm all here for it, but there's so many that like, life goes on like yeah the world I mean that how is that going to sustain you forever I don't know like it depends on how you do it like there are some women who are like doing the whole like influencer fame thing but not within bachelor confines so they're not with like sugar bear hair like all the all the sponsors that you see for the other bachelor people they're kind of turning it into their own little space um, which has a little bit more longevity. But. Well, I mean, yeah. And also, if you think about it, what other reality show has a nation? This, you really could go from Bachelorette or Bachelor to Bachelor in Paradise to back to The Bachelor. You could just bounce around ABC for a good amount of time. Absolutely. And the Absolutely. longer you're on TV, the, you know, even if it's three episodes and you're gone, it's still reminding people, hey, I'm here. Look at Ashley I. She's managed to be on every season since since Chris Souls. <laughs> yeah. What do you so what do you think about this season with Matt? So like first of all, like what do we think of Matt as a bachelor? He feels very genuine. I want to throw it out there. I He feels yeah. He feels more realistic, more legit, I guess. Um but I feel really bad that he got the group of girls that he got. <laughs> you do? Yeah. You it see like, like a good group of girls to me. <laughs> there's nobody. So, okay. So first of all, right. I mean, I think he's, well, first of all, he's one of the hotter bachelors I think we've ever had. Let Absolutely. Just, I agree. 
go on record and say that. I do think Tyler Cameron is also very hot. Should he have ever? I think he's very hot. Agree. But I mean, that to me is right up there and like really hot. But I do think he seems relatively real, but he's possibly there for the right reasons. I mean, look, who's going to turn it down, right? Right. But I think he had the opportunity just to be an influencer just from being best friends with Tyler if he wanted to. So that's kind of what makes me feel like this might be a little bit more real because he's already in a circle where if that's the life he wants, he didn't need The Bachelor for it. True. So what do we think of like someone like Sarah? Now, to me, when you take yourself out of it and you're choosing to go home, like you did, apparently we just found out, you know, <laughs> then, then I love you because then I'm like, you're not a fame whore. You're not there for the wrong reasons. So yeah, but Sarah gave two different reasons as to why she wanted to go home. She gave one reason to Matt and she gave one reason to the girls and they were not the same. So, so you- remind me again, even though I watch, I'm caught up, but because I drink lots of vodka, although not now in quarantine, but I watch 800 things. I don't remember it being a different answer. I can't remember. She told Katie that she wanted to go home because of her dad. And then when she was sitting with with Matt and talking to Matt, she was like, yeah, the girls aren't being that nice to me. So like, which, which one is it? It could be both. It's totally fine if it's both, but it was very selective as to what you told to who. Well, you know, it's also come out now. I don't know if you've seen this, that she, I have to find his name, but rumor is she's dating this DJ. Oh, she was photographed with uh, G-Eazy. Yeah, before, during, and after this experience. So, I mean, and there's pictures of them. So I don't know, let's see what happens with that, but that's the rumor. But for a minute there, I was like, Sarah's the front runner. I went from being like, Sarah's a front runner to, oh, she's going home. What a nice, sweet innocent person to being like, maybe she just was there for the wrong reasons. Who do you like, who do you see as the front runner? I mean, yes, we're getting an edited version, but anyone (laughs) stand out to you? Absolutely. Which I'm sure everybody agrees after Monday night's episode, Michelle, a hundred percent. They taking like the genuine interaction out of it and putting on my analytical, I've been on the show hat. She got so much screen time and so much good meaningful scream time she's she's gonna go pretty far and i think maybe brie will go somewhat far yeah Mm -hmm. and what about like do you think because i feel like the people that pull the pranks like i forgot i forgot if it was katie i don't think it was katie but whoever brought the dildo it was katie it was (laughs) i don't know i mean she also was speaking up and she's not shy. I just think like, if you're, I don't know, I feel like the guys, and I don't know what this says about our society, but I feel like the guys never choose like the bold, brass, confident woman, at least on The Bachelor. That's how I feel. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe I can think of it. I can't think of an exception. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I think a lot of the successful couples have come out of Bachelorette. Yeah. Um, which like, go women, we're smarter. Um, <laughs> it, it's something anything with the exception of like Sean Lowe. But um, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I, I don't know. know. Like as soon as I see you being like the, in, like, listen, I mean, there's no chance in hell that he is choosing Victoria. Is the final no, rose. of course not. The fact that she keeps getting a rose is like, Come on. <laughs> but that's it. It's like, you mean to tell me, producer, some producer is not like, okay, choose, like, if she's on, like, 
throw her back and just choose, can you at least please choose someone else? I don't buy it. I don't think she's going to get to the end. I think eventually the producers are like, okay. But I just feel like, I don't know, that that is an influence of like, she's on your list, throw her back and pick one of those other girls. Or guess what? We're only eliminating seven this week instead of eight, whatever it is. I just, that's how I feel. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, I'm sure like there's all these rumors floating around that like the top 10 is predetermined before they even finish casting and things like that, which I would believe hundred percent, especially based on seeing like how the producers work behind the scenes when you're actually there. So like, of course, like, like on, <laughs> on Nick's season, Alexis Waters slept through an entire day, an entire cocktail party and just like woke up for the rose ceremony and got a rose. Like that it's, it's, it's predetermined. Huh. Did you feel, did you feel like, do you watch and you feel it's predetermined or like, did you feel it was predetermined for that season at least? It's definitely, I could, I know how I felt on my season, which was it's predetermined. And I imagine that happens on every season and everybody just feels it a little differently. Cause like the way you got, the way it's shown too, is like, that's not the order the roses are given. Like it's all edited and chopped up and Right. They choose someone to go last and make it dramatic. Yeah. What about, I mean, how do you feel? Mom, I've done a complete 180 on Victoria. (laughs) I've gone from being like, I just can't, like I can't for so many reasons. And now I'm just like, Queen Victoria is here to stay. I honestly, after last, after Monday night where she took Miss Puerto Rico's crown off of her head and put it on her own, like, it's just too much. It, it's too much. It's not entertaining. It's irritating. It's, it's disrespectful. Like, and knowing what I went through, like on Bachelor in Paradise, like having girls not accept me and feeling like that outsider, I feel so bad for these new girls. They didn't choose to be new girls thrown in at the last minute. So it shouldn't be taken out on them. Well, that's good. At least you're positive about it. Like I've spoken to many people that come in, not just from Bachelor, just from all reality shows and are like, I have PTSD. I have all this. I mean, granted, I don't believe everything everyone tells me here anyway, but like (laughs) at least you're positive about it and it like didn't put you into some dark, deep. I mean, listen, I had a very bad breakup with Daniel. It was it was public. It was on our after show. Everybody knows like what he did with yeah. like, lying about pretty much our entire relationship just so he could get screen time. I didn't date for a little bit after that. Cause I just like, I couldn't, I couldn't trust anybody. I just couldn't do it. Um, I wanted to, I had the desire to, but I don't think I just had like the stamina to do it. I was like, I can't be in another Daniel situation. So I took a break. I didn't date anybody for like a year. Um, I'm in a very happy relationship now. Um, with like the greatest guy in the entire world who's not in bachelor world. So, Well, I was going to say after feeling, I listen, I'm from the New York area. So I personally, just from hosting this podcast and what I do, I do, I mean, I've, I go on other podcasts. It's something I talk about all the time. I do believe most people, if you give them one inch they're fame whores. It's just, that's my belief. Not, in, not insulting everyone listening out there. That is my belief. It is not changing. I think fame is one of the biggest drugs. And I think once you get fame and have no money with it and realize there's no money, then yeah, you probably would trade the fame for the money, but you're only saying that because you have the fame. I agree. I, so when I did decide I could date again, dating apps, that's what a young single girl in New York does. I cannot tell you how many people like 
matched with me and their first message was, oh my God, you're the chick from The Bachelor. And like, anytime I saw that, I was like, nope, blocked, blocked, blocked. Because I'm like, that's obviously the only reason that they're trying to go on this date with me. I've had friends who have like used me for Bachelor clout and then like, that's it. Like it, it, it opens you up to like, yeah. People, like, the, like a true, like true people, like who people really, really are. And it teaches you how to read them a little bit better. I've gotten much better at reading people from this whole experience. Um, but yeah. yeah, dating apps were a nightmare after the show. I couldn't, I could not find a gen, a person who genuinely wanted to go out with me. They'd be like, Oh, you're the girl from this interview or, Oh, you're the girl for, from, from Bachelor in Paradise or like, Oh, you're the girl who cries on TV on Monday nights. <laughs> and imagine like if you were like a housewife or whatever i mean like yeah i i believe it i do yep so was i mean would you ever i mean okay let's put your current boyfriend aside for a minute like but because of daniel it sounds like you would never you would not want to date like anyone in the public eye or just into the media and entertainment space I'm not against it. I dated a hockey player right after, um, right. So it was like right after I got sent home from the bachelor, but right before I met Daniel, it was like a very short lived like period of time. Um, but like, I find a lot of people in this space to not be super genuine. Like the hockey player was like fooling around behind my back, like a typical athlete stuff. Like, I feel like that's what this world breeds. And I don't want to like be a part of it in the dating sense. Like I don't, I don't need it. I, I imagine if I were to date anyone from Bachelor World, it would be the same thing. I agree. Well, you know what I notice a lot of, which so like I have I'm so anti online bullying. That's a whole nother topic. I think people are sick that spend all day. It's horrible in the Bravo world. People leave the nastiest comments, not for me, just for other people. But then I think the opposite is really weird too. Like I'll notice the same person will be on like 17 housewives instagram pages like great dress great hair like it's just the opposite is just as bad like as online bullying it's like when you (laughs) kiss up to everybody that's weird to me too they're probably trying to get the followers out of it think about how many followers you get after you comment on someone's like a thing (laughs) i guess i'm just like i i feel that People, like you're saying, like people in the public eye or have been there, you can just weed it out. You could just, and when someone comes along and doesn't give a fuck, that's when you're just like, oh, like this is a normal person, you know? Yeah. What about Chris Harrison? What do you think of Chris Harrison? Chris Harrison's great. I really enjoy him. Um, I, <laughs> there was one situation on a Bachelor in Paradise where, so I was, there for a few episodes before Daniel showed up and there was a a chance that I was maybe going to get sent home and not get a rose before he arrived. So I was like panicking. I was pretty nervous. And then like in the last minute they sent him in during the cocktail party. And I was so excited that I like ran and jumped like on him basically and like ruined his entrance. And Chris was like, Lacey, sit down. And now we have to film this again. Like he's just, he's great. He's real. He's used. What you see is what you get. I like Chris. What about all the drama on your season of Bachelor Nation with Corinne? For, for Bachelor in Paradise? 
sorry with yeah i'm sorry yeah well there's drama for both seasons (laughs) specifically around current so right well like the whole accusation of sexual misconduct and i mean the whole production had to be shut down that's kind of a thing so i actually wasn't there for it because i was home for my grandpa's funeral so because of that no one would tell me what was going on because they weren't allowed to they weren't allowed to talk about it um so i had no idea like what shut down and why I was like, Oh my God, did someone get hurt? Like, did, did, God forbid, like, did someone die? Like what's going on? And then I got a call from Derek Pate and I was like, Derek, why do you have your phone? And he's like, production is shut down. And I was like, yeah, they've been telling me that. But like, if you guys have phones, like what's going on? Yeah. He, like, he filled me in as best he could without like breaking the law. Um, so I had an idea of what was happening, but I didn't witness anything. I wasn't there. Um, which is, Another thing that like the girls would use against me, they were like, we all went through this bonding experience together during like the shutdown and the sexual assault accusations and you weren't there, you weren't a part of it. So you can't be part of our friend group. Well, that's a lot to go through. Like when you're at your grandfather's like funeral and you have to go back. I didn't know if I was going back. So I'm, I'm Jewish. I was sitting Shiva for about a week and like I was calling producers like what's going on? Should I plan on staying home? Like I left all my clothes in Mexico. I only brought back enough stuff for Shiva for the week. Wow. Um, I was like, are you guys going to ship me my stuff back? Like what, what's happening? And like, they literally were not allowed to tell me. So I had no idea. So I was like home morning with my family doing all this Shiva stuff, not knowing what was going on at all in Mexico. Well, apparently, I mean, speaking to people that were on Bachelor in Paradise after you, I think because of this whole thing with like the sexual misconduct, I think now, I mean, I've been told like there's like a two drink per hour rule. Yeah. But if you think about it, cause like, it's the same rule for everyone. So two drinks an hour for me, I'm drunk. I'm 5'3", I'm 110 pounds, like I'm small. Two drinks an hour for Ben Zorn, who's like 260 pounds, is a bodybuilder, like that's water. So like it doesn't really work unless it's like personalized to you. <laughs> I said this the other day when I was chatting with someone, I'm like, I drink straight vodka. So you mean to tell me you can have two beers and I could have two vodkas? Like that doesn't, I agree, it doesn't, there should be like, a, I mean, yeah, there or should like be I, really, like, right, like measure, like some body, I don't know how you would do it, measure the body mass index. But if like I could, if I didn't want my second drink because one was enough for me, I could still sign out a second drink and give it to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, so how do you see, I mean, you think Matt's gonna find love? You think Michelle is like a front runner? I think Michelle's a front runner. I think he's going to find someone that he really, really likes. I think he's not necessarily open to the idea of love because he hasn't been in love. So it's like, can't miss what you never had. So he doesn't know like how great it could be or how terrible it could be. There's a lot of unknown for him. So I feel like at the end of this, he's going to probably end up with someone, but I don't think they'll be engaged. You don't see an engagement coming. I don't see an engagement. I don't think he's open to it. I mean, I also feel, I mean, well, you're younger, so, but I feel <laughs> it's always, I don't know, like when the bachelor, the bachelorette is older, I just like it better. That's just me, just because I'm for nothing against, but it's like, what are the, I just think you have more of a chance of really wanting to be engaged at 39 than you do at 28. Like, Absolutely. It makes Absolutely. sense to me that Claire fell and all that. It's not man versus women. I just feel like Matt, you're 28 or I think he's 28 or 29. It's like, 
really you're going to marry someone now for the rest of your life. I don't know. It just, no. I don't buy it. Well, let's speak of your boyfriend, Derek Palumbo. Has, <laughs> you talk about no social media presence. He has 457 Instagram followers. Listen, I, I am not knocking you. When I meet someone, <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Trust me. When I meet someone who has never heard of the housewives and has like 400 Instagram followers, I'm like, come on in. This is good. I love it. (laughs) I mean, then on the other hand, I work 24 hours a day. And so I'm like, I speak to people and I will end up with someone in this industry just because that's what I do and I can relate to. But I get it. When someone doesn't know anything and has only a little bit of, there's a huge thing about plus about that. So where did you guys meet? We met on Hinge. Really? (laughs) We met on on Hinge. And I'm usually like, I won't date someone usually outside of Manhattan. So like Queens, Brooklyn, Long Island City, Jersey City, Hoboken, I won't do because it's, to me, that's a long distance relationship. Um, I get it. I, a lot of people disagree, but that's how I feel about it. I disagree so, now, but I get it. I agreed for many years. So when I swipe right or hinge is the one where you like, you don't swipe. So I liked him. He didn't have his city where he lives listed on his profile, but my radius was set to like two miles. So I'm like, it's gotta be somewhere near here. And we got to talking. I was like, by the way, where do you live? He's like, Hoboken. I was like, shit. <laughs> I was like, as long as you don't mind, like, always having to come into the city, we, we can continue this conversation. And he was like, yeah, I don't care. I was like, okay, good. <laughs> How long have you guys been dating for? Uh, it's been like seven months now. We met in July. Oh, wow. You met yeah. in COVID. Yeah. Right when I got back to the city, I was like, all right, I guess I'll like, like restaurants for outdoor dining had just opened. Um, so I was like, I guess I'll get back on the apps and see like what's happening. And he was one of the first people that came up on my, on my hinge. I don't know why more people are, I think it's a good time to meet someone. I mean, we're home. Yeah. I mean, it made me nervous because like, see, this was July too. So we didn't know as much as we know now. So I was I don't know, like the tests at that time, I was like, the tests aren't accurate. Should we get tested before we meet? Like, I can't kiss him. What if he's carrying something? Like, the right. And I got lucky because um, he ended up having to like kind of cancel our first date because he was sick, not with COVID. He was sick with something else, but they tested him for COVID just in case. And that test was negative. So I was like, okay, I feel a little bit better now about like going to meet you. That's better. So seven months, that's, that's something. Yeah, it's going well. And I spend a lot of time in Hoboken. He no longer, he's, we're like equally See? back and forth now. And I like it. I like Hoboken. It's not, listen, I never thought I would. you have the best of both worlds. You get to get out of the city. Yeah. What about, has he ever, like, did he have any clue of what The Bachelor or Bachelorette are? Not a damn clue. So I told him on the first date in case, like, I don't know how everybody likes to do their online dating, but I like to Google people before I go out with them. You know, like a little bit of a background check, see if I could like find out if they have a record. A little yeah. Bit of um, which of course, like I couldn't find anything on him. Um, and I didn't know if he was going to do that on me. So I was like, maybe I should just address this since we didn't talk about it in our initial conversation. I was like, by the way, like I was on like two seasons of The Bachelor and he's like, oh. I've never watched that show before in my life. I was like, I love you. <laughs> was he like, who the hell do you think you are? Like, no, mentioning like, your... He was like, thank you for telling me, but like, I, I have no idea what it is and I don't care. <laughs> That's good. Well... He actually watched The Bachelor for the very first time. His very first time watching The Bachelor was with me this past Monday. 
And what does he think? He was like, I can't believe you were ever on this show. (laughs) It's like, why do you think it's so popular? It's so like, yeah, housewives and blah, blah, blah. But if you break down numbers, because numbers don't lie, I have a whole analytical side, (laughs) the numbers for The Bachelor are just insane. Everybody loves love. Whether you love the idea of love, you love being in love, like it's just something that everybody likes and that everybody could relate to on some kind of a level, regardless of where you come from. It's got to be. And I mean, it's also probably a relatively, for TV, not so expensive show to produce. Like I know they need like a castle and like dates and, but still it's not like you didn't, you didn't get paid anything, did you? No, contestants don't get paid. Well, for Bachelor in Paradise, you get paid um, because it's like, an extension to your contract so they have to um not much right you get paid by the day so like it depends on how far you make it if you make it to the end like i made it to the end i walked away with a nice check but it's it's really it really depends that makes sense they want you to try to stay so that makes sense what about, well, first of all, you need to come back on as the season goes on. We'll see if our, you know, who I think is also like not the front runner, but I think, I think her name is Lauren. I'm not sure, but the corporate attorney, there's a corporate attorney in there mm-hmm. who I think has, is like a chance of going yeah. far. I want to see him interact with um, Catalina. Miss Puerto Rico. I want to see them interact a little bit more because, like, she's also – she's an attorney. She's licensed, I think, in New York, Miami, and Puerto Rico. Like, she's, like, a career woman. She's, like, built a life for her. So, like, I'm just – I want to see more of her. And I want to see more of this whole thing with, like, Brittany and, like, there's this rumor that she's a prostitute in Chicago. Ugh. Anna's the worst. I'm yeah, sorry. Like, if she I'm wanted not. to talk to Brittany about that, like, that's fine. Talk to Brittany about it. Don't, like, blow her up in front of a huge group of people like that. Well, that's the thing. I'm always like, you know, like that saying, like, if you pick up shit and throw it, you still have shit on your hands. I'm always, every time it happens, like, there is always some girl, like Victoria tried it too, like, where you go to the bachelor, the bachelorette, and you're like, let me tell you all the things that are going in on the house, and these are the troublemakers. I don't know. I just feel like if you came and told me that, I'd be like, I don't know if I believe you. Like, it's kind of like, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I think the way Katie did it, though, was, like, very real. Like, like, Katie came from, like, a a place of concern, and I think she made it obvious to Matt that it was from a place of concern. And, like, she didn't sit there after telling him and, like, start making out with him and, like, use the time or anything like that. Like, she was in. She said what she had to say. She was out. True. What about, do you keep in touch with anyone from any of the shows in Bachelor Nation that you were on? Not really. Um, I keep in touch with a couple of the guys. The guys are a lot nicer than the girls. Um, But I mean, I'm on some of the group chats, but like, I don't really participate in them. And like, I get it. It's, it's not my world. And I think they seen, and I'm very much like before the show, I was like this kid pounding the pavement in New York, just working after the show. I'm still this kid pounding the pavement in New York working. And I think everybody just kind of knows that and kind of gets it. I mean, it's going to last longer, I feel. Yes, there are exceptions. Yes, there's plenty of people. I don't think, like, Mike Johnson's star is fading anytime soon, Tyler. Right. Like, there's plenty of people. I just think, you know, like, having a job that you go to every day lasts longer. 
especially if you want to live in New York, you can't afford this rent off of like a few Instagram ads. It's not possible. <laughs> no. And like I had Perez Hilton on a few weeks ago who like in a way was like one of the original Instagram, you know, like yeah. not Instagram, but like influencers. Mm-hmm. I just think eventually like everything changes, like the whole model of it all. Like, I don't mean it's going to change next year or the year after, but I just think eventually everyone thinks they're an influencer now and more power to everyone who truly is. There's lots of people, but I just think eventually the bottom's going to fall out and it's going to like only certain people will sustain. Yeah. And it's also like, there's always new people coming in too, especially with The Bachelor. There's three shows per year. There's always fresh meat. It's going to be so hard to keep up and continue to be relevant unless you were a lead. Yeah, I think so. Well, okay. You definitely need to come back on like towards the end of the season. We can talk about all of this again. Absolutely. When the world opens up, we'll have drinks. I'm in New York too. You're not that far away. We have no place to go. I can have one. You can have five. (laughs) Here's my thing. Two martinis is really what a normal person should drink. And I'm fine with two martinis many nights. I often have three. It's my norm. So probably three and four, I want to die the next day. There you go. (laughs) Two or three. Where can everyone find you online? You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Lacey M. Mark, L-A-C-E-Y-M-M-A-R-K, two M's. Everyone needs to follow you. I follow you now. Thank you for following me too. (laughs) And if you listen to Behind the Velvet Rope, we do have lots of non-reality people on. So maybe we'll have someone on that you will know since you don't really watch all of our reality shows. And thank you for coming on since you are outside of the Bachelor world. Thank you for coming on and talking about it with us. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm happy to to share my my insight, though it might be different from some others. So That's why I thought you would be a great guest. So, because you're not... (laughs) obsessed with the fame. So, all right, keep in touch for real and you'll come back in like a month or two. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Good talking to you. Cool. Thank you so much. Nice talking to you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.